Hello ladies and gentlemen, I'm Astro from Down to Earth Astronomy and you're listening to Loose Screws Podcast. Hey guys, it is September 24th. Jesus, I just had a brain fart. 2020. That's the year. That's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the year. I don't you know smell it is toast. the year from hell. I, I, I don't smell toast. I mean, I, I'm not having a stroke, but uh, <laughs> I had a complete brain fart as to what year it was. And uh, anyway, so this is Lou Screws. And uh, I am Ty Worsham. I am the forgetful one of of all of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So with us um, this evening is our audio engineer and um, the duckbill dinosaur, uh, JN Tracks. You doing all right pa- there, buddy? Parasaurophilus is the word you're looking for. <laughs> It, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm all right. Is, is that what they're what? actually called, Parasaurophilus? You know, the one he's got like a he's got like sort of a great big uh, six foot long thing, like crest sticking out of the back of his head. Real big guy. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure that's how it's pronounced, Parasaurophilus. So yeah. I was like, I don't. Hadrosauridae. I'm looking it up now. Hadrosaur, right. is a, Hadrosaur is a different guy. Yep. He's also very duck-billed. Yep. Yep. I just, I just searched for duck-billed dino. Uh, all right. Well, we'll have to look that up. Off to a great start. Uh, yeah, I know. We're, we're, doing, we're cooking along here. Um, also with us is our Admiral, Commander Hate, NL Hate. You doing all right there, man? I'm better now. Your your dinosaur is a stegosaurus, by the way. You're, you're a oh, there we go. Stegosaurus. Solid. Cheers to Stegosaurus. Yeah. I don't know why I called you the Doug Bell dinosaur. I probably may, would have made you like something cool like a brontosaurus or something, man. But you know. Hey man, they're all giant lizards. I know, I know. I mean, obviously I'm I'm I am the Tyrannosaurus Rex because I'm Thai. So, you know. And that right. Is, like, right. cooler. I mean, not unless there's a cooler dinosaur than a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I don't I don't know of one. There's not. You know, actually, um, so I'll tell you that little, so a little, little story time. So I actually had a, for a while there, I was going by, um, for my screen name, it was Tyranno, what was it? Tyrannosaurus tie or something like that. Or no, Rhinosaurus tie. That's what it was. Rhinosaurus tie. And um, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. So anyway. That's the that's the deal. Uh, Chig is not with us this evening. Chig um, has decided to um, quit podcasting, and he is going. No, he's 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 stuck at work doing some stuff, <laughs> and uh, he's supposed to be back, I believe, next week if uh, the president doesn't decide to stay in whatever country he's uh, in right now with Chig. So, uh, but yeah, that's where Chig is. He's hanging out with the president and some Secret Service agents. They're going to hug and then drive some cars. So it'd be fun. All right. So we have um, been a little busy of recent. Um, uh, I have actually had some orders come in regards to computer business stuff. And shocking. I know. uh, Apparently, everybody decided to wait until the 3080s come out and then 
literally at once, er, not everybody, but literally at once, I had a bunch of orders that said, hey, we want you to build stuff. And um, yeah, everybody wants a 3080. But funny story, I actually have a 3080 sitting right here. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to say how it was purchased because I actually don't know because the guy who wants it build uh, went and bought it from somewhere and then brought it to me and said, hey, here you go. So, Definitely nefarious. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I didn't, I'm not, I mean, for all I know, he broke into a store or something. I don't know how he did it. So, uh, but yeah, but uh, they're, uh, I opened it up. They're really cool. They look nice. Um, they got a weird smell to them. Like, I know it sounds, <laughs> what? I know, I, I know it sounds a little crazy. Like, like every, every, every video card I've ever opened kind of has like a new car smell to it. And that's kind of expected. New card smell. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. 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 Uh, but this one here, like, I don't, I don't want to say it's like a special smell, but it, I don't know. I've never smelled a new video, a new video card that smelled quite like, quite like this. It was different. Not bad. Not bad. Just, you know, mm-hmm. a, little, a little different. Um, that's a, uh, that's the flavor of crime. I guess, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, the thing was sealed. Like it was so, it was sealed and he pulled at it. You know, I'm, I'm sure he paid for it. Somebody paid paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody's still paying for it. Trax is sitting at home right now. I'm going to go get my 380 from Ty's house. (laughs) I'm I'm not at home. I'm halfway to Texas. (laughs) And and Uh, I'm the one recording in a car. Yeah. Um, I took off this week and took my fleet carrier out on a hunch I had about uh, Raxla. It turned out to be nothing. So now I'm like 3,000 light years from the bubble. And I'm on my way back. Uh, Why well, I decided to take my fleet carrier, I will never know. Uh, <laughs> just had all that, all that, all that tritium you were complaining about a few weeks ago, just burning know. a hole in your pocket. I, I guess. I mean, I'm still sitting on a lot of tritium, but anyway, uh, I had a lot more tritium before I decided to go a little bit outside the bubble for shits and giggles. So I don't know why the hell I did that. Um, shits and well, you just said that. Yeah, you just yeah, said why. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I I don't know why I decided to take my fleet carrier over just you know normal jumping out to what I thought might be the idea where Raxel is, which doesn't really line up with any of the lore because you know anything. It was just a, a a weird idea I had while I was sitting at work one day, and I thought, well, you know, so I went and googled some things, and then nothing as usual. Raxel yeah. has not been found. So, or it has been found, and you're just sitting on it. Uh, no, no. Uh, if I find Raxla, I will immediately be streaming it and be going, "It's right here, bitches!" But no, you heard it here first. Raxla, yeah. still a secret. Still a secret. Yeah, yeah. I'm more than ever convinced it is not in the game. So, anyway, uh, that, and I have also recently gotten back into World of Warcraft a little bit. I've been playing that a little bit. Uh, I don't know why the hell that is. I guess we're getting close to, ex- to the new expansion. Whenever that happens, I always get a little itch to play. So mm. uh, they hadn't fixed nothing. They hadn't made nothing better. It's just, you know, the time of the year, not time of the year, but the time of the Warcraft cycle that Ty wants to play World of Warcraft. So. Oh, I do have a funny story about Modern Warfare. I know it's not about Elite, but it's about Modern Warfare, if y'all, if y'all give a shit. Um, That's fine. Okay, all right, so... I'll allow it. 
All right. So I was so okay. When you're playing uh, Warzone, anybody knows this. If you die, you go to the Gulag. Which, if you win your Gulag match, it's a one-on-one match with another person that's died. And if you win your Gulag match, you get to respawn inside of the Warzone. So I'm in the Gulag waiting for a match, and then I spawn. And right after I spawn, oh, let me back up. So while you're waiting for to spawn in the Gulag, you can throw rocks at people down below. Now I went and looked it up. Rocks do one point of damage. One in your hit point, they do one point of damage. So. I uh, was sitting there and I spawned up into the thing. And then about three seconds after spawning, I fall over and die. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) So then I watched the replay and there was a bastard up top who looked right at me and beamed me in the head with the freaking rock. And (laughs) I don't know if it was a bug or a hack, but I was at full life and got beamed in the head with a rock and died. Uh, Well, that's realistic though. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. You get beaten in the head with a rock, you're dead. I mean, a big yeah, I mean, rock. like a like a baseball sized rock. Oh and, yeah, and a, a human being, like a grown ass human being, throwing it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, high you chance not, of death. Yeah, you you may not die, but I mean, it's going to have to be a things are going to have to work out in your favor, you know. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, so you got okay. beamed in the head with a rock. Yeah, so you could be in the head with a rock and die. And anyway, I started Googling around a little bit. Cat tracks over there trying to help me. I got started Googling around a little bit. Apparently, there's like a hack that people are doing where the rocks do like a thousand points of damage or something. So okay. good stuff. Good stuff. Always good stuff. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that made my entire life, let me tell you what, dying by rock. I, I was so pissed off when that happened. I nearly just uninstalled the damn game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it just felt very cheap. It felt very cheap. Yeah, my understanding is the the cheating in that game is... Um, it's pretty bad. Pretty it's pretty rampant. Bad. It, yeah. It's almost every week I see... So so I have... Um, here's a little window into my life that nobody mm-hmm. asked for. Um, on my phone, I use uh, the Google Search app because that's the only like a news feed type thing that I don't just totally hate all the time. Um, Cause it sort of, it pays attention <laughs> to like what you've been searching and kind of feel, you know, it's come, it's going to find topics, right? So lately everything's been a, you know, RTX 3080s and stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it does an okay job. And anyway, so uh, I, I can't look at this thing um, every single day. I, when I look, there's some story about, uh, a, another cheater has been has outed themselves live on stream, <laughs> like live on Twitch, you know. And the same thing was I can't remember if it was last night or earlier today or something. But yeah, some stream streamer playing Warzone just left their wall hacks and aimbots on. Yep. Totally like just live streaming it, and then I guess got so cavalier, like whatever, I'm caught already. And then they just like kind of like changing options and playing around with it and stuff. So it seems it seems pretty constant. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's which you know, what were we talking about um uh cheating in, in elite recently? I can't remember mm-hmm. I, now I can't remember if that was on the show or not, but Yeah, that's I think that was last week, so yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. like just I mean to to imagine it being anything like enough to create, you know, news stories every day or two or three. You know, yeah. that that's what that's what rampant cheating looks like, people. We do not have that here. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. However, I, I I do kind of think we might get more when we 
it, it depends how do, deep do you get into the FPS world, I think. Well, right. Like, you, you, th- you think FPS draws cheating? Um, because I think, I think like this game is highly competitive. I think competition right. brings cheating. I think that, so I think that FPS draws more players and more players gets yeah. more competitive, more competitive equals more cheating. I, I, I don't see no matter how much FPS, like, you know, no, no matter how much um, on foot combat gets added to this game, it is not going to be an FPS. Nobody no. who doesn't like spaceships is ever going to play this game. Unless, it just won't happen. Won't happen. Unless, Blizzard, or not, unless Frontier makes it to where you can load up a bunch of uh, people onto your spaceship and you can only play the FPS part, you know? So they're just going to, they're just, <laughs> sorry, they're going to go find hacks and stuff and then they're going to load onto somebody's spaceship and wait it's around in Super Cruise for a I'm while. Not, I'm, not <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a little ridiculous. But. Exactly. Like picture picture the average idiot uh, who is a hacker on Warzone, uh, and then tell them about Super Cruise and picture what their <laughs> face is going to look like. So you can go faster than light. <laughs> yeah, but you got to do it for like forty five minutes. <laughs> no, you're you're you are hundred percent right. But I mean, I don't think I we're mean, in danger of that. No, we're not. But the the thought has crossed my mind that uh, because of just, you know, if the game does get more popular, inevitably we will have more cheaters. So maybe, yeah. um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. There, there has to be something about like why Warzone itself would be such a popular cheating target that, you know, that the, the way the coding, ha- the coding has to have something to do with it is, is really what I'm trying to say, I guess. Right. Like it, I just, I just wonder like, can it can it really be as rampant as that? Like, or did they do they have some kind of underlying issue that just makes it easy to hack that game, or easy know. to not get for the, easy for the hacks to not get patched or something? You know, I can tell you that um, this particular version of Call of Duty was supposed to be like a brand new. Uh, it's a free to play, isn't it? Well, it, it, it is. Or so nice. Yeah. The, this version of yeah. Call of Duty was like a whole new uh, version of their engine. Like it's a, it's the first engine refresh in quite a while. Uh, right. So supposedly to go along with that, they were supposed to put in new net code and new other things to prevent cheating and stuff. And uh, I don't know. It, it, I had more hope for it than, than what it played out, I guess. I could uh, say, you know, so. I don't know why I didn't think of this before, but like, isn't the fact that it's a free to play, isn't that why it's drawing the huge crowd and, and probably the cheaters? Probably, yeah. That probably has you a know? lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, well, I am extremely armchair right. <laughs> what have you been up to, man? Um, Work, 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 and then some gaming, and then work, work, work. Actually, so the fun story that happened to me in Mm -hmm. in the game, we've had these community goals lately, Mm -hmm. and the first uh, big community goal, oh my god, my frame rate is dying here at at the community goal station. There are so many, why are there so many signals? There's like a thousand ships out here. Okay. I'm going to try to ignore this and tell a story. So the community goal, there's a new one today, but there was a new one last time we recorded and and we were playing that. 
Um, and, and it was the first one since fleet carriers, right? So I, I made a few runs of the commodity and then I, you know, kind of smartly thought, well, why aren't I using my carrier for this? So mm-hmm. I started just loading the carrier up. So on podcast night, between while we were running the episode and then afterwards, I'm like, I do a little post production on it and I'm exporting it and the video version. And I end up staying late on, on podcast nights because I'm getting all these files finished, right? So while the computer's working, I continue playing. I end up with, uh, I think, almost 16,000 tons of this commodity. <laughs> This community goal commodity on my on my carrier, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna nail this thing tomorrow, or not tomorrow, you know, the next time I play, which is probably, you know, Sunday. We record mm-hmm. on Thursday. Well, that community goal went ahead and got finished before Aww. Sunday when I got back. <laughs> so I significantly misjudged that situation. So I had like thousands of tons of this material on my fleet carrier, and it, now it's. It's not worthless, but it's like for somebody who has enough money to have a fleet carrier, it's worthless, right? But um, so I I don't know. I then 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 I made the biggest the biggest mistake. The the big mistake was loading up my carrier with this crap and then taking too long to get rid of it. But the the real big mistake was I posted on the forum about it to see if anybody had a similar experience. (laughs) I had forgotten just how (laughs) just how uh utterly shamelessly toxic the forum uh, is in almost every case. So um, despite two or three supportive posts, mostly from people already in the community here at Loose Screws, uh, everybody was just making fun of me and suggesting that I was like a, an egg baby, I guess. Like I had a fleet carrier because I must have made use of mining uh, exploits. Oh my God. Um, which, I, which I didn't, by the way. I, I hadn't I hadn't done any laser mining ever until like a couple of nights ago. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, although the egg wasn't laser, was it? I don't know. I, I never no, used any of the exploits. Yeah. Anyway, the, the point is the forum is horrible. <laughs> um, so that was, that was terrible <clears throat> and nobody agreed with me, but um, heroes in the community, uh, particularly uh, Manitouk and, Passive N. I can't remember if it's passive H, passive N. Passive N. Yeah. I just had to scroll up and look. I was going to say, I was going to, I knew I was going to forget what letter was in (laughs) the name there. Anyway, um, they, uh, I kind of put out the word like, Hey, anybody who's maybe a relatively new commander, this might actually be valuable to you. I, I parked my carrier somewhere with a high sell price and said, move it for me, keep the profits, you know? And, they took care of it in a matter of hours <laughs> and I was so impressed. And, um, uh, Manitouk said he'd, he'd love, uh, he's looking to unlock the engineers where you need, uh, to travel 5,000 light years from your starting system, mm-hmm. um, which he has not done yet. And I was like, I'm happy to repay the favor. They, they even, uh, trucked some more stuff and, and some people loaded my carrier up with a bit more tritium so I could try to make the trip. So at this point, um, you know, huge thanks to the community. Thank you for digging me out of the stupid hole I put myself in. And I am so happy to pay that as forward as I can. Um, and so, um, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, this is a good time. Cause I'm thinking either like Saturday or Tuesday, 
um, are going to be my next days where I can actually be on. I'd love to d- take a trip and anybody who needs to unlock, like let's, let's take a carrier out 5,000 light years. Let's make a short trip of this and uh, get those engineers unlocked. So if you're a new commander who has not traveled more than 5,000 light years, that is something you have to do to unlock the engineers that can do anything above grade three of thrusters. Yep. Um, which is important. So let's all pile onto my carrier and we'll do that. I don't know what day is going to be better for everybody, but let's pick one. Um, so I'll post about this in the events channel. And um, we may swing by Guardian sites as well, because I know some people still want to do that stuff. So maybe on the way back, we'll stop at the Guardian site and um, I'll help some people unlock some things. Because I'm basically all unlocked for Guardian, but I'd love to fly cover. Yeah, you know, the, uh, the, the thing with that is that uh, for those that don't know, even if you're starting playing elite today or if you started a week ago and you haven't been out 5,000 light years, it doesn't matter when you do it. Like there's not like, right. well, I have to unlock this engineer. You can do it on your very first day of playing elite, or you can do it when you get to that part engineer or you get to that particular engineer. As long as you've gone 5,000 light years from start, it counts. So. Right. Yeah. If you, by the time you get whatever requirement it is to actually receive the letter from them, you will already have met that requirement, uh-huh. um, which is nice. Because I actually had already, I don't, I didn't even realize it was even a thing until I guess about a year ago or two years ago, and I was like, oh well, that's a thing because I'd already traveled that way, and when it didn't even sure. register, it was a thing, you know. So, yeah, yeah, and I like I I went and and did the trip on purpose to to unlock, but I did it in like when I didn't even know how to build an exploration ship, so I did it in a in a crate Mark II that I was not really jumping very far. It was terrible. So, <laughs> actually, anyway. for uh, I'm sorry to say, I think I did it my <laughs> I um I had a I had a, a crate Mark II that could only jump like 20 light years or something, which seemed like a lot to me at the time. And I went the wrong way. I went out toward the outer rim, and yeah. the stars got too far apart before I crossed 5,000 light years. I had to turn around, go back past the bubble, and go in the other direction. It was the the worst trip. Oh. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> what you been up to, hate? Uh, I have had an extremely uneventful week. Well, that's okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, all right. So, (laughs) so anyway, (laughs) you want to go and do the squadron update, buddy? Uh, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we invaded syndicates. Wait, 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 I don't have the thing up. We gotta be cool. We have our sound. Where is it? Oh my God. Uh, here we go. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. Sorry about that. Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've expanded into the Semiquets system. Uh, codename Sammy because that other word is a mouthful, and I spell it wrong every time. And it looks like I've spelled it wrong even when I copy and paste it. Uh, and we've already won a war over there, and now we're trying to work the Semiket's defense system into a war with us so that we can take a larger station from them because we accidentally skipped over them. Uh, Ross 310 is in expansion again, and the area looks real good, and I'm, and I'm really hoping that for like the umpteenth time, we get to in, uh, expand into the comma system by invasion. I don't know how many times I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But uh, I do want to give a, a special shout out to uh, the people that Ty shouted out last week. All of our displaced or overwhelmed by real life or Mother Nature commanders that are they're taking a little bit of a non-voluntary break from Elite Dangerous. Well, a moment of silence. They, they, uh, they know we're thinking about them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Missing you. Be well. Yeah, we got a number of uh, close people that are the world is once again, 2020 has proven to be the shit show that it is. This yeah, is between been- between hurricanes and fires and viruses. Um, I, you know, on the other hand, it's a sign that we have a, a community that's worth uh, loving and being a part of that. Yep. We just haven't, there's enough people all here together sharing our lives that we're always, you know, somebody, somebody's having some distress that we need to help them with um, yep. all the time. And, and like, I don't find that depressing. I, th- I say like, that means that there's just, there's just so many people gathered here together being important to one another. So um, yeah, it super sucks that people are enduring these these terrible things. Um, but we're here. Let's, let's ch- talk and stay active and, and keep our, our each other in mind and, um, keep tabs on everybody make sure everybody's okay. Yeah. Couldn't say it better because there's been a lot of shit, a lot of shit, a lot of shit going on. All right. Facts. So, yeah. All the things. Um, so Chig's not here, so um, play the little song for Chig Chat. Is it, is it playing? Hey, y'all, it's Chig Chat. Oh, we're gonna get our Chig our Chat up off in here. I tell you what, boy, it's gonna be time. Oh, I tell you what, it's Chig Chat. Where the cheese at? <laughs> I got. I made a new one. <laughs> every, every time you're not here to play chick chat, I'm going to come up with a new one. Every time. I, I already got the next one figured out, so I can't wait. So. Okay. Okay. It's going to be great. Uh, so I don't. I don't remember if if Chig dropped a note as to what chick chat was supposed to be this week. I don't think he did. I can't remember. So what he did, you wrote so. in the notes tracks tracks yeah, tracks tracks track yeah tracks track okay tracks track which I'm going to make up right now. Um, is, uh oh, this isn't going well. Um, uh, so great. <laughs> this is this is going good, huh? You guys are liking how this is working. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Um, let's see. What what would be a what would be a good um, what what's 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 a what's a better crate, a Phantom or a Mark II? I I don't know. See, I feel like this is terrible. It, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad because the answer is a mark. <laughs> it's not I, though. I disagree. There's a lot of stuff a phantom is better for. <sighs> okay, maybe this is better than I thought. Going what? far in a fast way, phantom is better. Okay, barely, but yeah. I mean, we're talking carrying, carrying a fighter, phantom not better. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, Raw firepower, phantom, phantom, not better, but faster speed and agility, 
I don't know, depending on your loadout, you could make up for it, right? Right. I, I don't know. This is this is nothing, right? Is this know. nothing? If, if we're gonna, <laughs> I mean, it's it's it. The way the ships are in this game, there's so much depending upon what you're trying to do with them. You know, yeah. Um, as to what you know, say, oh, this ship's better. This ship's better. Everybody knows the best ship in the game is the vet. So you know, <laughs> uh, but it, it yeah. Well, actually, I, I was kind of theorizing a discussion topic for sometime in the future. And um, I kind of wanted to research a little bit more, but like we could get it started because the Chig Chats, the most of the Chig Chat happens in the channel after mm-hmm. the episode anyway. Um, but the basic idea that I was thinking is that most ships, like there's a way to build a ship where it will perform uh, well at several different tasks and um, we end up with these sort of like uh, the, the meta, right? The, the idea that the meta exists and anything outside of that doesn't make sense or like shouldn't be built or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you hang around in this channel and, and pop into general chat enough, you'll discover that, that Dubs and myself, to a certain extent, we build weird ships sometimes. Like um, a orca that takes out. Like an uh, anti-Xeno orca. Yeah. And, and, uh, dubs made a, a combat type seven the other yep. day, yep. uh, which, uh, hate and I have both fought now. Um, and <laughs> good job. <laughs> and, I'm glad you did better than me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, 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 uh, it does. Okay. Right. In, in certain, in certain scenarios, I, I think he was, he was not, I was not really in danger of losing that, but on the other hand, it depends, but, but that, that is actually the, the real point that I'm trying to get to here. It's, it's in how you fly it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes for like, a lot of people have this idea that like the Mamba is this weird, like, uh, swing and a miss of a spaceship, right? Like it just doesn't make sense. Like, and it does kind of look a little weird on paper and, but people get this impression that like it's an FDL that isn't as good. And that Harry doesn't Potter turn disagrees about it being not as good. Yeah. I kind of disagree too. <laughs> I, I bothered to try one out and, and build it. And the trick is you have to fly it the right way, right? You have to fly it for what it's good at. And then it can be quite good. Uh, and you, and it's not going to fly at all like an FDL. You know, you you have to have a totally different combat tactic. If you try to fly like an FDL in a Mamba, you will fail. Like it's going to be terrible. And that that's maybe why people come to this conclusion. And so, at this point, like I've kind of built out a bunch of different ships that don't seem like they ought to be like competent combat ships. But if you figure out sort of what they're good at and how, you know, whether your focus is going to be on avoiding fire or what angle you're going to sweep in from even, you know, where the, the Mamba, basically the secret is the Mamba jousts because it's so fast and doesn't turn very quickly. You just want to be near people for as little time as possible and just hit them with a big blast of fire and then be gone again. And that's going to go for other ships too. Like I built a courier in the same way. You know, it's a massively powerful combat courier. Uh, it has a paper thin hull. And if anybody ever dropped my shields, the thing will just fall apart in space. Right. Um, but it has like 1800 
shield, you know, thermal shields effective. Um, so it's not easy. And I don't get shot very much because the thing's always moving at like 600 meters a second because you joust in it. Unlike the FDL where you, you try to spend a lot more, you know, you'd try to like time, time your turns differently and, and catch your opponent off guard. And, and it just, just differences. Um, or a chieftain where you can hover on a target or a vulture where you can hover on a target it, it much better because they're not the vulture especially isn't isn't all about straight line speed but boy you can positionally positional thrusters you know you can do whatever you want so i mean i guess i guess that's that's my my thing is is probably any ship out there you can figure out a way to build it and fly it so that it would be effective at at combat or maybe, maybe some other tasks. I mean, combat, I'm usually, this is kind of where I'm concentrating because that's where people sort of decide like what's a worthwhile ship or not. Um, right. anything else is sort of like it's on paper. It, you know, uh, exploration, it's on paper. Like you kind of figure it out. Al- although there is the, the whole super cruise handling, right? Like the anaconda is the farthest, farthest jumper, but I like being in my phantom better and. It performs a lot better in Super Cruise. And then the Asp Explorer somehow performs a lot better than the Phantom in Super Cruise. It's a, it's a joy in Super Cruise. Mm-hmm. And there are other medium ships that aren't, that, that turn terribly in Super Cruise. I don't, I don't know why. Somebody, I guess, can fill me in on that. But even, so I guess I've disproved myself. Even in exploration, there's, it's not only what's on paper. So well, I would also argue that there's probably some weird, exploration builds out there that people really like that aren't necessarily the meta exploration build, but they're, they're fun and they're interesting. Like a good example would be, uh, people who take their fighter with them when they're going out, exp- uh, exploring just so they have something, you know, fun, right, right. you know, fun to shoot canyons in every now and then, you know, mm-hmm. there's no reason to take a fighter, but you can. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I would ever take a fighter out again. That's the only reason I took an Anaconda on distance cruise was for a fighter. And I, I hardly used it and I didn't care. I don't think I'd do it again. You missed your chance. You should have, you, you could have shot dubs down in your fighter while he was in orbit. <laughs> <laughs> dubs brought his Anaconda and it was tougher than mine. <laughs> Mine's not a slouch. No, no, I mean, well, when he was in his SRV. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blow up in SRV. Yeah. All right. What do you think of hate? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's high quality podcast right there. This is thank you, sir. Good radio. Yeah. All right. So. A little bit anyway, of- so yeah, come come back and we'll, we're going to commandeer Chig Chat for this discussion and come back with weird builds, um, stuff that that people think like. Let's talk about Asp Scout. Build build an Asp Scout so that it's fun. Good luck. Oh, dude, <laughs> do it. Dude. Torpedoes just for assassination missions. <laughs> sure. Three of them with the shield buster, and then two with the the super pin. There you go. All right. We ready to do news? Go through the news. Ready as ever. Do we have a new sound? I can't remember. Do you want one? No. What would it sound like? I don't know. Like, I mean, 
not not no, so like so like a theme music, the swoosh and the yeah, the typewritery sounds. Oh, I'm, I would like that. Oh, acronistic, yeah, like like uh, typewriters in the newsroom, clickety clacking. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. Add, yeah. Say anything, and Trax has already got figured out. So yeah, okay. <laughs> This is how things go. You know, I was listening to the episode because I wanted to hear like the parts that I wasn't present for. Uh-huh. And that's when I found that, uh, that gem that I, I set to that banjo ditty. Um, you can't hide that stuff from me, no. but anyway, <laughs> no, I, I hear it. And I was like walking the dog or something. And, and I was, Oh, 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 banjo, banjo. <laughs> <laughs> These things, uh, they happen quickly or they don't happen at all. So anyway, so what happened in the in the news of 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 I don't know everything stuff? I guess yeah stuff we don't just concentrate on elite in the news anymore do we no well I mean the fact of the matter is is that not a lot changes or is changing in elite right now so we're kind of doing news in the gaming as a whole because all of us play other games yeah. anyway, so right. most of us play waiting for that dev diary first of all uh, yeah where the hell's our dev diary that's a good point. Don't have a date on yeah. the Monday stream. I think um, Arthur it? was saying that he had he had witnessed it in its current edit, and it was still missing some sound effects and things. So um, I will tell you that I have been mixing sound on videos before, and it has been done except for like sound effects tweaks, mm-hmm. and we've spent two weeks on it. Oh wow! So I have no idea. If that means it's going to be tomorrow or Monday or a week from Monday, absolutely none. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. This will officially make a, a month. Like next Monday will be a month since we had the since we had it. Right? I think that's right. If okay, then that's. Oops, I just I think I just muted myself. Anyway, uh, then that sounds like might be a good bet. Yeah. So, um, first of all, the. Biggest piece of news is um, Star Wars Squadrons is October 5th? Two. Second? October 2. Yep. So we're like a week away from that. Uh, yeah, I was really wanting to have a 3080 in this computer by the time that game come out, and I am not excited to not have that. But anyway, whatever. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to be playing uh, We're going to be playing a lot of that. So I plan to be in that game that... Because that's on a Friday, I will probably be. I'll probably leave my computer running that day, so it will download. Blah blah blah. <laughs> that's right. Back home and it just be ready for me to play. So, um, if you don't know or have not played or don't know anything about Star Wars Squadrons, it's we don't really know a whole lot about it, but it has VR. You can play in a Tie Fighter or an X or an X Wing. Uh, I'll be in a Tie Fighter, and you get to shoot your friends. So <laughs> it's. Uh, oh, it's yeah. It's fully cross-platform. That's kind of the, yeah. one of the most important things. Um, it's a space shooter uh, in in the uh, spiritual successor to the X-Wing series, which yep. were some of my, literally my first like video game. Uh, or computer game, I should say. They're literally my second favorite uh, space flight sim, or third favorite space flight, space flight sims of all time. The first one is obviously Elite. The second one is... Uh, uh, the free space series. So, oh yeah, yep, that was a good one. Oh, I show. saw Squadron update 
on the, the show notes and thought it was for Star Wars Squadrons. I totally <laughs> forgot that I was even a person. <laughs> Start. You heard it here first. Star Wars Squadrons is so exciting that Hate actually forgot that he himself was a person. <laughs> Which I, I don't I, even I understand. Super stoked. Uh, the the pre-download is already available on Xbox, and I have that installed already. Yeah, it's going to be wild. So full um, cross-platform PlayStation, Xbox, uh, Windows, um, VR support on systems that support that, and Hotas support on on PC at least. Um, it looks to be really exciting. Don't expect it to be a game like Elite Dangerous. It it will be, like I said, a spiritual successor to those X-Wing games, which um, kind of follow the way Star Wars is in that um, the movies were made kind of to be like World War II war movies. So the spaceships fly like planes. And that's uh, basically the deal that we're getting here, too. They intentionally stuck to that. Uh, you do get to do pit management, and there is a training wheels mm-hmm. version of Flight Assist Dog. There's a there's a drift move that you do. Yeah, so so it's it's pit management, which again, this goes back to X-Wing, the very first video uh, computer game I played where you could manage, you know, shields, engines and uh weapon power. Mm-hmm. Um and you have that again and even more customization. There's going to be a bunch of unlocks in the game to add different weapons and different kind of components that do different things to the ship and, and other special things like that. There are four types of ship on each side. I could, I could keep going if you guys want, like there are four, there are four ships on each side. So if you're fight, fighting for the resistance, then um, X-wing, A-wing, Y-wing, U-wing, and then there's TIE fighters, interceptors, bombers, and the, the, Tie Defender, I think it's called. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, which is the, the like support craft. They basically mirror each other. But anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be rad. And I think we'll probably have a channel in Discord specifically for it because I think a lot of us are going to be having a lot of fun in there. Oh, Available yeah. for pre-order now. It's only like $40. Yeah, it's not bad. And it does have a single-player campaign. It's probably <laughs> not long, but... Yeah, all, all reports are showing that that's going to be like four to six hours. I haven't, this all yeah. stuff, no, nothing's confirmed. It might be a full 18 hour thing for a lot, but just what the rumors float around. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. I think that we're going to have fun with it as a group. And uh, mm-hmm. it has bobbleheads and stuff. Yep. Yep. So. They have promised that all of the stuff all of the unlocks and things within the game that affect gameplay that aren't just cosmetic are not for sale for money they are unlockable through gameplay only and i think that's an important thing because this is a game by electronic arts yep it's an ea thing which you know historically i want to say historically over the last few star wars games has been a uh pay fest so uh pay to win Pay to win, thank you. And they've, uh, like, off the top of my head, Battlefront 2 was a disaster. Although I've read that they've actually gone through and fixed that game and made it much better, but I have not have not purchased it to find out. So I, I don't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I'm excited about it. If you should, you should really consider picking it up, I think it'll be good. I'll be streaming it Friday night if it's playable, assuming servers aren't just crashing all over the damn place. Uh, I'll be streaming it with the group. Be, I'm planning to basically be playing that all October 2nd. So I was thinking it was like uh, a Tuesday night, but 
but uh, I was wrong. So I'm happier about that. I am fairly, now I'm feeling like I should look it up, but I am fairly certain it's October 2nd. Whatever. Anyway, whatever day it comes out, I'll be streaming the hell out of it and we'll have a loose screws thing around it. There's a good chance that some of us will be parking our Elite Dangerous ships for a little while while we dive into this game and get deep with it. So, hmm. uh, and that's fine. That's all good because space and spaceship's good. Uh, space VR, like I'm, I'm not kidding around. Like the VR support on it, like yeah. they're, they're building it to begin with. I mean, this is like a dream come true getting to fly a freaking Tie Fighter in VR. I right. Mean, <laughs> yeah, and I mean the game has um, there's some like kind of cutscenes where they're explaining missions and stuff to you, mm-hmm. um, and there's a, there's you know character building and customizing your ship and stuff. But the whole thing is a seated experience, mm-hmm. so it's it's perfect for yep. a fully VR from launch kind of situation. Yep. yep, yep. So, um, I'm going to tell you guys a story. So, about two years ago, I made a prediction. And it was a pretty bold prediction because some of the people I told it to were like, eh, I don't know about that. So, uh, about two years ago, I think it was about two years ago anyway, Mike Morheim, uh, which to those of you that don't know who Mike Morheim is, he was the CEO and one of the co-founders. Mr. Morheim to me, but go on. uh, He was, he's one of the, he was one of the co-founders of Blizzard Entertainment, and he was CEO for, I think he was the only CEO up until recently. I'm not 100% sure on that, but uh, anyway, he, he's, he's had his hands on everything that game or that company has done. And he retired from Blizzard about two years ago. And about, I guess about 18 months after that, his NDA ended. And he kind of said some things. He, he never said nothing negative about Blizzard. He never said that he regretted, you know, Activision buying them, or he never said he never said anything about that. The only thing he did say was that um, he thinks that the game industry as a whole is better when it's done on a smaller scale. Uh, and I think he was referring to indie uh, games. So I'm telling you all this because... Uh, as of yesterday, the 24th, I think. No, this, this is the 24th. Uh, I guess, okay, 23rd. So as of the 23rd, um, he has officially started up a new gaming company called Dreamhaven. Now, I said he was going to do this. I said that he was, I want to like be, oh, I called it or anything like that. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that uh, it's cool whenever, you know, you can predict stuff like this. Because it, it wasn't even like a real big deal to predict because... You know, he still has a lot of years left. He still has a lot of time left. And, uh, but the way he's doing this, I think, is interesting. So um, Dreamhaven is a studio where basically he's trying to get other smaller studios to develop together to build, pro- to build games, huh. um, which is kind of an interesting way to do it. And, and he's, he's not saying that, that they're not going to develop their own stuff, but he likes the idea of having uh, smaller companies collaborate to get together, collaborate, and then make a bigger title out of it, which is kind of interesting. So you think about these smaller indie companies that do really good work, and if they could get two or three of them together to do something bigger, that's even that's even cool. That's even cooler. You know, you could do something hmm. more interesting there. So he's wanting to kind of set that up through Dreamhaven. Uh, this is what he said specifically. Uh, we're almost trying to create a haven for creators who want an environment that is development-friendly, values product and player experience over short-term financial pressures. 
which is by all accounts, the genuine problem at Blizzard right now, that there's a lot of financial pressure on them to make certain numbers, to uh, they want all their games to make certain money. So they're making decisions based on financial decisions instead of what's best for the players and their customers, which is a little bit ridiculous. If they were, I'm a, I'm a very big believer that if you take care of your employees, they will then in turn take care of your customers, which will then in turn take care of your profits. And I think it's starting. Yeah, we've seen lots of companies come at, you know, in lots of different sectors, come at it with that approach and do really well. So it's kind of uh, justified. Yeah. I mean, if you have an awesome working environment, people want to go to work and do a good job. And when they want to work and do a good job, they in turn take better care of your customers. And if your customers feel like, feel like they're better taken care of, well, then they want to spend more money with you. It's, it's, it's simple. And I don't know why other companies, especially large companies like Activision, can't wrap their brain around it. And yeah, I'm full out calling them out. So yeah, there's that. Well, some of that, I mean, does get to be like having a board of directors, mm-hmm. right? Because there are people, there there ends up being people at the that define themselves at the top of companies this size who have only one interest. Yep. And it it, you know, it's like even if somebody came to that position with like this ethical imperative to you know, or like a, a personal values imperative, right? To say like, oh, I want to be this kind of company. You could see how over time you could even lose sight of that. So it's like, even if they were, had the right idea to begin with. Um, so that's, that's interesting. So it, I wonder if that becomes clumsy, right? To sort of combine studios or if it's like, well, let's get together on this game. We're sort of going to form an ad hoc studio. And then the next game will be some other conglomeration. And that's going to, uh, keep the creative gene pool healthier. I, I, right. He didn't go into a whole lot of detail. Um, I believe it was Venture Beat, uh, which I hate even you know referencing something that's uh, video game related. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> but I mean they 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 you know they they do the things. Um, they get off on the subject here, but anyway they they they. They had the article with Warheim and they had the interview with him and that's where it came from, even though I hate supporting things like that because, let's be honest, uh, things like that are kind of bad. So, uh, anyway, not to get off on a complete tangent here, (laughs) uh, which I think I've already done about a thousand times. Um, There's been a number of people who have left Blizzard and made their own thing and have not done very well. Um, a good example is Rift. There was that game Rift there for a while. That Now, Rift did pretty well, actually. By all accounts, it was a pretty good game. But it really and truly wasn't, um, you know, uh, the best game. It just wasn't, you know. Um, there's a lot of issues with it. And now it's basically pay-to-play. Like, way I understand it, you... Can buy the stuff you need to survive and do well in the game. That makes it to where nobody wants to play it. And I do not understand why developers are still going down this pay to pay to win path. I've never in my life understood it. Hmm. They continue. What? To go what so I, I'm sorry. I don't think I've heard of this rift. Yeah, it came out about. Uh, three, four years after World of Warcraft, it was called Rift. Uh, basically, it was set in this fantasy world where Rift, 
random events would spawn up into the zones and they were under attack from these interdimensional beings. They would open up rifts and you have to defend the rift. Okay, okay. So it's 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 some it's some game. I, I at first I thought you were talking about a game that I'd heard of, but then I got confused. So sorry that I, I no. derailed that. But so it's just it's a game, but they their business model wasn't working for them and they kind of slowly shifted into this is how we make money now. Right. Do people still play it? I honestly don't know. I haven't heard much out of it. Um, it is on Steam, so they might have a, a table for that. They do also have, there was also another company called Bonfire, which has existed for about three or four years now. And that was started up by uh, Rob Pardo, which is, a, you know, he was a great big guy at Blizzard. Uh, uh, he actually went and pulled a bunch of other developers from Blizzard. Ooh, interdicting. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I'm being interdicted. Yay. Uh, oh, player. Yeah. Took a long oh, enough. Man, I got to how this turns out. But anyway, he, he went and did his own thing. Uh, he pulled some people from Destiny, pulled people from Battlefield. Uh, he actually went and got uh, Joshua uh, Mascara, which... Uh, he was the game director on Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls until they kind of ended that game. He, uh, Mascara is basically credited with saving Diablo 3 because he was the one who got rid of the auction house and uh, did all the things. Anyway, so they, they started this other company called Bonfire Studios, and they, look, they got this really nice web page, which looks great and looks interesting, but we have no idea what they're going to make. We have no idea if they're making a game. Like I said, they've been around for three years and we know nothing. They're start, they are star citizening us because we know nothing. Mm. So the reason why I bring up this Mike Morhane thing is because as good as Rob Pardo is and Josh Mascara and uh, the people who left and started up Rift and the people who made Torchlight, all the things, they were all helmed by um, Mike Morhane. And he basically wrangled them all in and said, uh, this is how we got to steer the, steer the company. This is how we got to steer these games. This is how we got to do the things so we can make money and we can make a good game. We can make a good product. And he did this. And for him to start up his own company, I think that's a, I think that's a big thing. And I really do believe he has a semi-unique idea. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to do something interesting with this. I really do. Cool. He's got his wife involved. His wife was actually the head of, Blizzard esports before they basically, you know, uh, ripped it out of the wall, which I'm a firm believer that Activision did that. Uh, which, you know, by all intents and purposes, some of the better parts of, of Blizzard esports is basically dead. I mean, they've ended the StarCraft tournaments, they've ended the Heroes of the Storm tournaments. All this really left us Overwatch uh, and then the Warcraft tournaments that are boring and no one ever really watches. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope this thing works great. So anyway, moving on. Next, pretty next cool. Yeah, I got really on the thing there. Um, today, starting today, and going for a week. Uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon Three Complete Edition is free on the Epic Store. Now, everybody has heard my arguments on the word free and when you give away something for free and I don't really like it that being said I picked up a copy of it 
because I like free stuff for me. I don't think it's good for the industry or the business as a whole. Yes, I'm a kind of hypocrite. My, my <laughs> ethics start and end at the length of my arm. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, that's that's too harsh. I, I don't I don't mean that. Isn't this an older game? It is. However, the complete edition contains all of their expansions, and it contains the. Um, uh, uh, contains all their expansions, and I believe it contains like an HD upgrade. Like we'll go all the way up to 1080p, which sounds a little crazy, but this is an older game. All the way to 1080p. Wow. All the way to 1080p, which again, I know that sounds a little crazy with you know 8K freaking screens coming out, but uh, anyway. But I mean, that's that's the comment about giving something away for free, right? Is um, you know, is is this is this really something that was worth money at this point? <sighs> I mean, there's still, I mean, the complete edition, I believe, went on sale today. Like, you can buy it on the Frontier store for, I believe, $20 or $30. So, there is a value to that. Mm. Pull up Steam real quick. Pull up the roller coaster, Tycoon, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Complete, it's $20. Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 is $20. So, this is effectively a $20 game they're giving away for free. That yeah. you know, you could argue that because <clears throat> Epic's given away for free, and now I'm the shield that's pushing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's happening though is that Epic is giving it away for free. So surely Epic is taking the financial hit because they're trying to get people into their store ecosystem. Like I, w- I won't. You know, I- I'm trying. Like I'm sure you could create a scenario in which I would change my mind, right? If it was the right game, but like, I am not going to like get something on Epic. Like I have, you know, tons of steam games. If I'm going to buy something on a game ecosystem, you know, sorry, valve haters, it's going to be on steam Yep. Um, because it's a good system. And that's where all my games are. You know, it's, it's not, it's not bad for me as a consumer. And I really don't think it's that bad. Like for, Game devs too. I mean, people talk about the the thirty percent cut that they take, but they're taking that cut because they're serving this store. I mean, I log on and I see advertisements for games constantly. They're constantly pushing games for from indie developers, and um, they're serving the downloads. You know, they're hosting all that bandwidth. They're they're maintaining all of this. They need to be paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's so bad to take thirty percent. Of course, I. I feel the same way about uh, this whole thing with um, between Apple and mm-hmm. um, that that whole crap that's going on right now. <laughs> I see a lot of chatter about that, and I find myself thinking, "Hmm, is is Apple really wrong?" I, I would love for someone to to make a coherent argument that Apple's actually wrong in this. But um, I haven't actually, yeah. uh, I, I actually haven't read much into that because I'm not real fond of Epic. And uh, their store and whatnot right now, and I'm not real fond of Apple as a company. Uh, so I'm just yeah, like, yeah. both. I mean, well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to take the news item and like make t- turn it and make it about this. We can talk about that after if you want. But yeah, and we should probably do like a whole thing about that one day uh, because I, I kind of feel like there's a lot. There's a lot there to shake out. And it's it's probably not settled. We could do tell you what do, do this. We'll do a quick version of the Apple Epic thing because I think that does come up. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, so, so but but 
you know, we're talking about like the, the Epic store right now. It's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I don't want to have like another game store. Like I know they want, they would rather be in Valve's position, Mm -hmm. um, but they're not, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't leverage this, um, you know, 10 or 11 or 12 or whatever many years ago and kind of become what Valve has become. Mm -hmm. Valve did. Um, and I'm not going to switch over. It's, it would be crazy and, and it would be, it's irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if a game's on Steam and also somewhere else, like I guess there are some other considerations, but Steam is a better option Agreed. for me at least because I have a lot of games there. So, so I don't know that, that that's how I feel about it, I guess. So when you say like they're giving it away for free there, that's a loss leader. I believe the game dev must still be getting paid from that. Yeah. I really don't know how that works. Like I, I know that I believe on the PlayStation side that when they do their free games for a month or whatever, they work out a deal with the developer to where they get like a they get right. a reduced rate, you know. Uh, so I I don't know. Mm, okay. I I don't know what their what their rate is, but uh, yeah. I would like to think that the Frontier is getting something out of it. But I really don't know. I bet they're I bet they're getting paid and it's just a matter of um this I, I I bet I bet Epic is eating it to try to get people into their store. Well you're probably right, but I would also argue that uh, man at this point it's like don't you think they already have all the people in the store they're gonna get? You know <laughs> I mean like yeah, I mean they're I mean, they're not really going to come out with a new thing that's like, oh, yeah, that was the game that's going to get me in their store. You know, this thing's been going on for like a year, year and a half now. I mean, uh, just, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I have some very radical and also completely illegal uh, opinions on the topic, but I don't think this is the forum for that. <laughs> opinions can't be illegal. Well, let me know what the opinions are about are very, is very illegal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me do this real quick. I want you guys to go into Operation Ida. I got to go and take care of everything real quick for the girl. Give me about five minutes. But if you guys want to go into Operation Ida and the community goals, I'll be right back. Okay. Sure, sure. If uh, if I can take the lead. Yeah. <laughs> Operation Ida started their repairs on the uh, stations today. Uh, they have already finished three commodities. Uh, aluminum, copper, and power generators, which are the easiest ones. Uh, for reference, that is more than 55,000 tons of just those three commodities. Uh, yes, uh, Operation Ida is designed to move mountains. During last week's CG, they, moved, they were able to completely empty 16,000 tons from a carrier in less than 40 minutes. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's too much. That is... That is way too much. Uh, and just like last week, uh, we'll have a link to the Operation Ida Discord. Once you're over there, you got some loops to jump through. And then there is a tool that is optional to be uh, uploaded so you can track your, your drop-offs at the stations. Uh, at the rate they're doing it, it looks like they might be done with all four stations repairs in eight days or less. And I'm really leaning towards or less. Wow. Well, um, the fleet carriers have changed a lot with that yes. regard too. They they didn't even feel the pressure to jump on it right away. They were just like, "Yeah, 
We'll get there. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, right now, their their Discord is tracking eight active uh, fleet carriers and dozens of them inactive currently. Uh, and there's some other groups moving towards the same goal. So it's like the numbers I'm looking at by the time this is live will be out to, out of date and they may, may be already on the next station. Uh, oh, wow. Their, their, their Discord is very well set up and the bot that actually runs Ida is ever-present in every channel. <laughs> the, uh, the bot that runs Ida. <laughs> Honestly, that is what it's called, if, right? Yes, that is the that is the name of the bot, the bot that actually That's runs right. Ida. Right. Uh and it will respond to you. Uh it'll it'll track fleet carriers moving. Uh it does a 12-hour update on everything. Uh and one of the one of the pages and I'm I'm just not finding it updates every couple of minutes with the actual like to date of everything. The uh, what's nice. left to haul? Uh, they're almost done with the CMM composites. There's 845 tons left of that. And that is mm-hmm. only earned through completing missions. Right. That's the tough one to get. Yeah. Yeah. They stockpile in the background whenever they don't yeah. need to be feeding these things into stations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, but, now that we have carriers. Yeah. Uh, another thing is, and, and I'm going off some hearsay because I, I don't know how station repairs start. But these station repairs did not start last week like they should have because they've now been damaged for two whole weeks. And mm-hmm. repairs based on previous events started based on the hearsay right here started one week after the station was attacked, not two weeks after. Like this did. Right. Well, I don't, you know, interesting. I don't have any insight. Yeah. But, uh, definitely, definitely join the, the operation Ida server on discord. They have 4,000 members. Well, 3,400 and, yeah, uh, friendly folk over there. Yes. Yeah. If you need a group and, somehow the loose screws lets you down which sounds impossible <laughs> as i say it they should be able to, to catch you up hey told a funny joke just then <laughs> <laughs> tells a bunch of funny jokes he's a funny guy yeah while and you were I, gone I, this guy got so funny so funny <laughs> funny guy uh, where are we at uh, stations uh, are in repair and things are going swimmingly. Thanks, Ida. Yeah, thank you, Ida. Yeah, thank you, Ida. Um, you want to talk about the community goals that are going on right now? Heck Let's yeah. Do it. Do the things. No, you go. No, all right. All right, I'll go. So um, I talked a bit about the community goal from last week and how quickly it ended. Uh, so... I, I guess in response to that, this will be the out of universe talking in response to that, uh, extremely swift, um, hammer of commodity moving. That is the fleet carrier masses, uh, frontier have sent, set the next community goal and it is rare commodity training. 
Uh, so commodities that we can only get in quantities of like 12, 16, or 24 at a time. Uh, so that ought to slow us down <laughs> and kind of uh, even the playing field, maybe take the carriers out of the equation. So um, I've been running uh, some of these commodities all night as we've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically, okay, so switching to in-universe, um, this is all for the funeral celebration for the uh, the recently deceased Duval. Right. Um, so, and I actually don't have the thing. I didn't call up the uh, Harold? the text in front of me. Harold, yeah, Mister Harold. I didn't call up the text of of um, of the post. But anyway, a, a community goal has started today to bring uh, various rare goods, uh, Lavian brandy and some other things. The Lavian brandy ends up being the most payout. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bring 24 tons of it or units of it. I don't know whether to call it tons because tons doesn't really make sense in space. S- something would only be a ton if it's in 1G of gravity and it's a ton, right? So anyway, whatever. Mass never changed. Um, I mean, uh, no mass never changes, but ton is not a measure of mass. It's a measure of weight. Is it really? Yeah. Mass would be grams, right? I thought there was a metric ton. Well, actually, actually, well, okay. So a metric ton is a cubic meter of water, but I think that still requires one G of gravity. Mm. It's, it's how much a cubic meter of water weighs on earth at sea level. Oh, okay. Maybe I should have Wikipedia'd this first. I, I hope I'm not wrong. But anyway, tons is not a measure of mass. Uh, I'm fairly certain uh, because it's a measure of, of weight and weight is different. But anyway, um, so yeah, we're basically, we're moving a bunch of stuff to the bail system, B-A-A-L, mm-hmm. from the places where those rare goods are sourced. Um, so I'm moving from Lave Station because it's the best money. It's still not very great money. I'm probably not going to do this very long, <laughs> but I wanted to participate enough and get the payout. So the reward, uh, the reward tiers besides some money, um, will be some, uh, an Akinar uh, system permit to anyone who doesn't have it already and discounts on Imperial ships. I think <coughs> as much as <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as much as twenty five percent if we satisfy all the tiers of the community goal. Uh, um, so if that, you're if you're end yeah. game and you look at where you've signed up on your mission panel on the left side, look at I the, call the that difference right between third and fourth tier and then fourth and fifth tier. Okay, Doke. Because that is an exponential difference. Yeah, things things get big. All right, so let's let's check it out. We're looking at the goal right now. Um, oh, I have the text. I have the flavor text here too. The Imperial Palace will host a memorial ceremony to honor Harold Duvall, for which rare commodities have been requested before Thursday, first of October. Ngadandari fire opals. That was actually a pretty good attempt at that word. I'll give you that. Yusiku caviar, Lavian brandy, and Kamitra cigars should be delivered to Oterma Station in the Bale system, where the White Templars will transport them to capital after security vetting. 
Commanders of the Pilots Federation will be assigned to uh, an Akinar system permit alongside financial rewards. To further encourage participation, Gudamaya Corporation will apply a discount of up to 25% for all ship purchases according to the amount of rare items provided. The initiative begins on 24th September 3306 and will run for one week. If the final targets for a campaign are met earlier than planned, it will end immediately. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering the fire opals <laughs> and all the other things that I don't need to say again. Be aware that faction state changes and other disruptive events can negatively impact markets and station services and could prevent the initiative from running smoothly. Oh, no. Mm. Okay, so the tiers. Um, wait, nothing's been unlocked. I can't I can't see any of this in game. Well, the 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 actual tier markers are on a little graph next to that flavor text. Oh, you just mean like the actual space on the screen? Yep. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, like the the first uh, 25% of my monitor is filled with tiers one through four, and then tier five's way up at the top. So yeah, I don't know what that means because they, they're not filled in with numbers yet. Um, they keep saying unlocked at first tier. So as soon as we deliver enough to hit the first tier, I guess we'll start to find out what those things are. But I, I don't see them in game yet. Yeah, but that graph stretches between third and fourth, and then even more between fourth and fifth tier. Yeah. Th- between be third huge. and fourth is equal to the space of up to three, up to tier three. Yeah. And then fifth is, you know, the entirety of my monitor. <laughs> so anyway, that's all I can see in game right now. I'm sure other information is available on the forums that has been, I don't know, data mined or something. Well, what else I got about the uh, uh, CGs before we move on to the big news? The big news. What's the big news? We've been we've been recording for an hour and thirteen. What what's the big news? All right. So the big news is is that whoa 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 whoa. You're whoa. telling me Todd Howard sold Skyrim to Microsoft for seven point five billion dollars again? He sold Skyrim again? <laughs> I mean, I bought it twice. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft bought Studios, <laughs> so it's kind of a big deal. And the reason why is because Zenimax, for those that don't know, also owned id Software, Bethesda, and some other stuff. But those are the two big things they own. So they bought Zenimax. So or Microsoft bought Zenimax. So it's a big deal uh, because now Microsoft now owns Obsidian and Bethesda. Which is interesting. So now Microsoft now owns Fallout, New Vegas, Fallout, and and The Elder Scrolls. Which, so I started thinking about this today. All right, what's interest? What if we finally? So arguably the best Fallout game was New Vegas. I think I think that's pretty much the agreement about everybody who's played them that New Vegas was was the king of of the Fallout games. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Uh, and I, I didn't actually play Fallout 3. I played Fallout New Vegas. Uh, but then I played Fallout 4 and then realized how bad 3 could have been. But anyway. So, uh, we could actually get a Fallout New Vegas 2 now, guys. Because there's nothing Bethesda can do about it. Because ultimately, Microsoft owns them. 
uh, we could also see id software make a halo game uh, we could also see uh, uh, them give the doom license to some other developer or they could also give the elder scrolls license to some other developer uh, of course they, they, they basically said they're going to leave them alone let them do their thing so that's fine let them that's fine but it's interesting to see what could happen out of this deal and uh you know microsoft has been buying up some developers recently because they're trying to make some better games for their xbox because that was what kind of killed them on their on the last xbox by sony was that their uh, first party development was kind of meh and uh i think it's i think that this is a big deal uh i think this is the biggest purchase in video game history that's happened recently as far as like the the impact it could have on the industry i I think this is his biggest purchase as activision blizzard back when it happened and we saw how good that went and they've completely i won't say completely but they've nearly destroyed my games that i loved so much Uh, but i'm hoping blizzard may turn the corner ea is turning is, is turning the corner and ubisoft turned the corner they they started making good shit again so, yeah, Microsoft bought Bethesda. So this kind of brings us over to our, um, uh, uh, what's it called, our discussion topic for the week, which is if a big company was to buy out Frontier, which could happen, who do we want to buy them and why? Um, you know, I, I would really go with David Braben buying the shares that he doesn't have back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just so that they could have more autonomy and fewer people to answer to. And hopefully that would help them as a company be able to, obviously we've seen them tight lipped. We've also seen them, you know, leaking information excitedly, mm-hmm. but hopefully if they had full autonomy, they'd be able to keep, Secrets better. Obviously, they have the oldest video game secret ever, still under wraps. So, like, they they can keep secrets, and we know it. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, they could keep like the surprises secret for longer, and then you know also be giving us relevant information, so we don't have to to speculate in our podcast for three hours and not actually get anything done. Okay. Winky face, of course. <laughs> but like, at the same time, you know. If like a very de- devoted RPG focused studio bottom, you know, like whoever owns Bioware, yeah. and then you know gave him well, uh, <laughs> that that makes it sound dirty, you know, <clears throat> you know, and if if they got like you know a whole fleet of voice actors and some story writers to put, you know elbow to elbow with like drew agar who's written some fantastic stories for for elite dangerous you know we could see new narratives being pushed maybe like we we in the game there are some faction states because i'm the bgs guy and i've been researching them you know like a uh colonization you know if, if you trigger a certain faction state sometimes 
your faction will get a temporary mega ship to plant, you know, an orbital station or a landed base and move part of your population from one system to a new system, you know, at, at the outer edge of the bubble that occasion rarely, but occasionally happens, you know, and if we could see like the tools to do that and then, you know, start having like community goals or events where that happens more regularly, get some expansionism going on. You know, and then turn out turns out that was actually a bad thing or some other story elements could be introduced with, with that. You know, but they might need more story writers to have more time to devote to working how that story would play out. So I, yeah. I, I, I thought about this a lot. Before I even wrote it down as a as a as a topic for us, and uh, I mean, you know, um, I actually, as dumb as this sounds, because uh, you know it's a company I'm not 100 percent fond of right now because of some of the things they've done. Uh, however, like you know, they've they're they're turning a corner. Uh, I actually, I would like a bigger RPG company to get a hold. Not, I would not like them to get a hold, but I would like a, if, if, if Frontier was going to put themselves up for sale and, or, if, you know, a big company was to go to them and say, Hey, we'd like to buy you. The company, I think I would like for them, would like to buy them, I think would be, um, uh, Blizzard, oddly enough. Um, because if there's one thing I've always wanted more out of this game, it's more story and for them to actually wrap the story up better and be able to tell it better. And that's the, one of the big things I feel like I've missed in this game because there's a really detailed, great story in Elite Dangerous. And there's narrative in the game, but it is difficult to find. And if you don't believe me, Go look at uh, everything that uh, Professor Awan had to do to get the Black Flight going uh, on his Twitch channel. Uh, go and uh, uh, go listen to Drew Wagar on his um, Twitch or his YouTube channel where he uh, did all the flying and stuff around different things uh, during the Lord during the Lord. Um. So, I mean, there's, there's things there that are really interesting in this game, but you just don't know about them. And um, for all Blizzard's shortcomings and the fact that I don't like some of their things, one thing that they've always been able to do well, but I don't always like the direction they go, is they can tell a good story in-game. They're good at it. Uh, the only people I would think that might be better, but I don't think they would. I think they're actually about the same size. Um, is CD Projekt Red, uh, but I think they're roughly about the same size as as Frontier. I mean, I think Project Red is probably actually bigger, as far as actual number of people and money goes. But I think if uh, I mean they've, I think Frontier probably has a better pedigree right now as far as years making games. But anyway. That's my that's my thing. I, I wouldn't mind Blizzard to get a hold of them. 
also because it puts all my favorite games back in the same box. So um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like having multiple launchers. So. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're back to Steam again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know anything about the, I, I don't really follow too much news as far as publishers are concerned and things like that. So I don't know like who's big and I, I don't know. It seemed, it had seemed to me like Frontier was starting to become in the position of buying properties as, as they've like picking up the Formula One thing and, and stuff like that. Uh, there's been some others recently. Um, rather than being the purchased, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I, I, have, I have nothing to add to this part of the conversation. Well, and don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big believer. I think Elite is best when it's, when it's just Frontier. But if I'm going to ding Frontier on anything, it's the fact that they don't tell Elite's story very well, or it's... That's not to say it's not there or anything like that, but there are there are things that they can do to tell it better that they don't do that other game developers do. And if if they were going to take anything from any of them, I would like for them to take that. That's that's all I'm saying. So seems kind of like maybe they have. Um, I mean, in, in in with this this whole new like multi year mm-hmm. story plan, you know, um, it does. It's it's very celebratory. We're we're all very happy about the story elements being reintroduced to the game. Uh when they were gone, um I was steadily insisting to people, like you were just saying, like the lore is out there. Mm-hmm. Um look at the 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 tour that Awan put together for us and there's there's lots of other things out there and there's other things planned in in the works. Um, and then now new story elements. I do in the back of my mind kind of feel like all the celebrating that we're doing is, is like we're, we're, we're getting back to normal though, right? This is a thing that was lost for a while, but I, I do think it's, it's clearly coming back stronger and better and, and more broadly yeah. than, than it ever was. So we, you know, it's definitely a, a gain, not a, um, you know, it, it's not like they, took something away just to to make it seem like they're giving it back. Like, I think it was a mistake to take it away, Mm -hmm. um, but they recognized it and what they, what they're bringing back seems to be better. So I'm happy. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, um, if you have an idea as who you would like frontier to buy, uh, please message David Braben and our, I don't know. I'm getting tired. I'm officially. <laughs> anything else before we wrap this up? Not I. I don't have anything. Hey, you have anything else, man? I think we've done a great show. This is yeah. a good spot for us to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I do. The last thing I'll say about the Microsoft purchasing Bethesda and them owning uh, Obsidian, I've said this once before. Uh, if there is a sequel out there, I would love to see made. It is uh, Fallout New Vegas 2, or whatever the hell they would call it. Because uh, that is... <laughs> Newer Vegas? Yeah. It, it, that was a great <laughs> Fallout game. I think the Fallout world deserves better than the, the garbage that is Fallout 76 and the garbage that is Fallout 4. Because uh, both <laughs> games, I'm sorry, they're garbage. They're garbage. Uh, 
All right, I got I got one more thing there then for you before the end. Um, I thought Fallout Four was pretty good, not amazing, pretty good. Uh, and I didn't I didn't even finish New Vegas. I tried three times to get make it through that game, and every time it becomes so boring. There's nothing. It, the desert. It, there's nothing there. It's so boring. I understand that all the reviews say that I am absolutely wrong, but. That's I've tried it three times. It's where I am. Find the same game. <laughs> um, it just doesn't feel like Fallout to me. The technology available for game developers has come a long way since then. So yeah, a sequel to that game in a similar or you know primarily the same setting mm-hmm. could be very very chart topping. Mm-hmm. It, it could be a great title that could sell a lot of, you know, Xboxes or Playstations or more computer parts. <laughs> I, yeah. I like it when they sell computer parts. I, I, I have heard over and over again how that's like the best fallout and how great the story is. Um, I, I've, I've never been compelled by the parts of the story I've seen. I've, I've put, you know, I, I've never made it, Oh, I, I, I'm not even sure how far into the game I make it because it just gets so boring so fast. And I, I just, I, I feel like the setting was wrong. And if the story was great, then that's awesome. And I would love like those writers to work with a better setting because Fallout belongs in a nuclear wasteland destroyed city and, and the dyst- and the other dystopian areas that surround it. Uh, but being in a desert where there's no buildings, it just sort of looked like I was in any desert. It didn't feel like Fallout at all. It made it wasn't compelling, and, and um, whatever the story, whatever the great story was that was supposed to draw me in and make me see past that, I never found. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's a perspective for you. <laughs> all right. Well, that's uh, that's a wrong way to think. To- this, you're just wrong, but anyway. <laughs> so I'm told. Uh, did I, okay. Did I do the thing? Okay. So I think that's going to be about it. Um, you can check us out at loosegrizzd.com. I have yet to update the webpage because I have been, I'm not going to say I've been busy because I've been in, enjoying myself doing other things, not concentrating on website sorry but you know i need to update it but yeah but uh, all of our contact stuff is there if you want to reach us and tell us how wrong tracks is about the new vegas not being the best fallout if this doesn't get me hate mail <laughs> seriously i'm about to give up uh, uh, where are you people please, where are the haters please directly send tracks some hate mail so i can forward it to him uh let's make this what my twitter is for tweet me at jn tracks i, I want to feel the hate and uh, I don't mean this guy over here. Oh my God. He's going to get, oh, anyway. <laughs> uh, always the, the best thing to always do is get us in Discord. Uh, I've been in and out a lot this week because I have been playing around with a uh, new computer, not my new computer, but with a buddy of mine's new computer that he asked me to put together for him. Uh, actually, not. Anyway, uh, I've been playing around 3080. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It's cool. Uh, uh, I am testing the 3080 for uh, 
consistency before I give it to the customer. That's what I'm actually doing. It'll be fun shit. Um, anyway, uh, I can also say that there, I haven't officially benchmarked it yet, but I will be benchmarking it. And I can officially say that it's good shit. So, uh, it was in my, it was in my computer for just a few minutes. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey, before, you sneak. It, it sounds bad, but in all honesty, before I put in a card, before I put a part into a computer that I'm building that I didn't actually buy, cause every now and then someone will like buy, go out and buy a part from like a store. So I'm saying, I want you to use this part. Uh, I put it into a test bed to, to make sure uh, that it's functional. Yeah. So yeah, you don't want to get that far into it. Yeah, it sounds bad, but it's really not that bad. I literally turn it on, fire up a game, make sure it works, and then turn it back off, pull it out. So, because um, I don't want to be the guy that puts something in there and be like, oh, look at all these parts you just fried because this part that this came from a suspect location. <clears throat> so you're gonna fry your computer instead. Well, I was torn on that too, but I was, you know, anyway. <laughs> anyway so, uh, if you like our show, please like and subscribe. If you're watching it on YouTube, uh, if you really like our show, go leave us a five star review on iTunes. Stuff like that really helps us out. I know it sounds kind of goofy. I didn't really believe in it until I started reading about how it actually does, and stuff like that really does help us out. Uh, you can reach me at Twitter, which, by the way, I'm considering deleting my Twitter because it has become just a cesspool of mess. And But you can always reach me at Discord. I, I, I just hate Twitter, guys. I'm sorry. I just hate all social media stuff. I hate all of it. All of it. Uh, tracks is I a, find it really tough, too. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, and you have to do it if you're running sort of business. I just I hate it. Well, whatever. I'm I'm busy as hell, and I haven't paid attention to a single social network in months. Ugh. You know, I I've gotten zero success out of uh, computer stuff off of social media, so that's actually a good point. It's actually a really good point. Anyway, Drax <laughs> is a real life audio engineer. Uh, he has a podcast called Tone Control. You can check it out at jntracks.com. He had an episode last week where he had the guitarist Rhett Shell on. That was really cool. Uh, I actually started listening to that. Uh, I haven't got very far through it, but it was, uh, I haven't got really very far through it because, uh, to be honest with you, I started listening to it and then uh, I don't know shit about music. So I got distracted by other <laughs> things. But I'm going to finish listening to it. So, uh, you know, actually, we the conversation ended up being mostly about YouTube. I felt uh, by the end of it, or maybe, I don't know if mostly, but significantly about being a YouTube content creator. Yeah. Uh, and I, so it went a little differently than I expected, but um, maybe uh, that, that would be the, that would be an, an episode to jump in on if you wanted to, because it does kind of cross the interest gap there maybe um, from guitars and music and stuff. And maybe I need to get deeper into that part. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to finish <laughs> the episode because anyway, that's all I got. I'm officially done with this episode. Hey, you all right. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to fill in for, I'm going to fill in for Chig. Uh, the cheese of the week is going to be, um, and I spoiled this for you guys earlier. The cheese of the week is the crumbs left on the cutting board after chopping up a wedge of dry Parmesan. Uh, Wet your finger and scoop that suckers up. Uh, don't let anybody see you doing it, but it's delicious. Okay, I have a confession to make on that. So a few weeks ago, I uh, chopped up some fresh Parmesan and actually uh, was making slices because we were going to put it 
uh, onto like this homemade pizza that we made. And there were crumbs there. And I looked in on the cutting board and I looked around and nobody was looking. And I sure as hell licked that damn, cr- that damn board. <laughs> <laughs> you just licked the board? <laughs> well, um, it was like a 12 foot long or 12 inch long uh, cutting board. <laughs> I'm sorry, a 12 foot long cutting board would have been so great. Don't back down from that. Sign, sign me up. 12 foot long cutting board. Just lick it like, a, like an envelope. Oh, that's just duck bills. <laughs> <laughs> that is total duck bills. Hey, you know what? Actually, uh, the Loose Screws podcast does not endorse licking cutting boards. Um, there's a virus going around, you people. Stay safe, everybody, but do, do eat the cheese. Oh my God. Yeah. Don't yeah. actually, you know what? Uh, I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying get the virus, but I'm going to say this. Uh, if it's in your own house, look, the, look, the cutting board, it's your house. I mean, you know, it's your house. If, if it's your house and nobody can see you. Sure. I'm going to look the cutting board. <laughs> if I like the cutting board and my daughter sees me, I have created a situation for myself that it's going to be difficult to get out of. So if you, you know, be careful, have, everybody. So I have freedom. You know, so anyway, All right. okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're done. Hey, um, we're done. Night, everybody. Good night. Oh shit! I didn't do the thing with the Craig leaves. What the fuck did I do? Leave this in here.